I hate weeds. How's that to start? I hate weeds. I, I just hate them. Um, and I don't use the word hate a lot. There's not a lot of things I say I hate. Cats. But I really, really, really hate weeds. Uh, and they're everywhere this time of year, right? It's just, this is the time of year. And from now on for the summer, it's just going to be weeds all, all over the place. Like overnight, boom, there, there they are. Here's the thing about weeds. You can start with a completely barren patch of soil. And if you plant grass, you'll get grass. That same barren patch of soil, if you don't plant nothing, you don't get just nothing. You get weeds. It just happens. You don't have to go to the store to buy a bag of weeds. Weeds. <laughs> Plural. I saw watch out. Watch out now. Okay. It's just not those states. Okay. Not yet anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't even know if you can buy a bag of uh, weed seed, right? And I'm sure somebody's selling it um, somewhere, but... It just happens, that's the point, right? Weeds just happen. They, they just, on their own, without permission, thank you Mother Nature, or however else you want, explain it. But here's the interesting thing, it's the same for life. Same for life. When you talk about life, you, you've gotta be very intentional about what you sow into your life. You, you better be very intentional, on purpose, about what you plant into your life. Because if you don't, you know what's going to happen automatically without your permission? Your life's going to fill up with weeds. And, and what I mean by that, I'm talking about the random stuff, the busyness. Just all of a sudden, your life is going to get so jam-packed with stuff that you didn't necessarily mean to be there. You didn't sign up for it to be there. You didn't want it to be there. But here it is, all this stuff just jam-packed in your life like a bunch of weeds. So much so that you often have to weed out the things that accumulate in your life that create the hustle and so much excess busyness. Life will fill up with weeds and you'll be pulled automatically into the urgent, into the loudest thing, into the most immediate thing and you will lose sight of the most important things. Happens to me, it'll happen to you. Uh, let me illustrate it another way. To, to kind of illustrate how important it is to be very purposeful with what you do with your life and how you spend your life. You don't want a life full of weeds. Uh, here's another way to talk about it. Um, we've talked about life being a race. Very true. On a long race, in a long race, your pace is very important. Your pace. And I don't mean speed. Pace is not really about speed. Pace is about purpose. It's about intentionality. In a long race, without the proper pacing, you will burn out, you will flame out, you will wear out, and you won't finish your race well. Without pace. You'll hear people, pace yourself, pace yourself, pace yourself. And it's not really about speed, it's about purpose. How fast do I need to be going at this point? How fast do I need to be going down this hill? How fast do I need to be going to prepare myself for the next hill? It's about purpose. And life is very much the same way. If you don't live your life with purpose, with a pace of purpose, then automatically you're going to default to habit, routine, a life of weeds, you will just default to the craziness of the randomness of busyness. 
It happens without your permission. And you'll end up with a life doing a bunch of busy things that don't really matter. And the reason I say that is because most of the things we are most busy with often don't really matter all that much. So we need purpose. Or let me just say it like this. You're going to be busy. You're just going to be busy. Because if, if you're not busy on purpose, life is going to fill you up with weeds and make you busy. So since you're going to be busy, be busy with purpose. Paul the Apostle, we talk about him so much because he was a genius. Um, in, the, in the first century, he used this analogy more than once, actually. But, but brilliantly used the race analogy to help illustrate the importance of living with purpose. Not just willy-nilly, just kind of let's see what happens, just give it my best shot, and we'll just go with the flow kind of thing. No, you're going to get weeds. You're going to get a lot of unwanted stuff that's going to jam up in your life. And so this is the way he wrote to a group of Christ followers in Corinth. He said this. this here's the analogy, the race analogy. Don't you realize, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Run to win run to win. Duh. Yeah. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to win. But, but this next part kind of lets us know he's not really talking about just the average race. He's not really just talking about running a race race. He's using this as an analogy for something bigger. He said, so you got to run to win. Then he goes on. All athletes are disciplined in their training. That's what athletes do. They discipline themselves in their training. They do it to win a prize now, now check this out. That will fade away, but we do it. We do what? We run. We run to win, is he saying, for an eternal prize. Oh, wait a second. You're just not talking about Olympic racing, are you, Paul? No, he's not. Oh, wait a second. You're just not talking about a marathon-type race, are you? No, I'm not. But he's using that analogy because it's a point of contact that we understand, yes, in a race, you want to win. But here's the interesting thing. In the race of life, we're not racing each other. Right? Like, I'm not trying to beat you. You're not trying to beat me. We're not trying to get anywhere before anybody else in the race of life. In the race of life, winning is about maximizing your personal potential. It's, it's, it's not, it's all, you could say, I guess you're racing yourself, but it's not racing as far as speed. It's you're trying to tap out and max out how God created you to live in such a way that you live with purpose. Say, how do you know that? Because this next part. So I run with purpose in every step. Purpose in every step. Purpose in every step. Not most steps. Man, he is laser focused on this. So I live my life. I run it with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I love that. You guys know what shadow boxing is. You know, you know shadow boxing? Back in my boxing days, in my dreams, right? Shadow boxing. When you're boxing a shadow, at best, all you can work on is your form. That's really the whole point. You're kind of looking at your shadow and saying, what do I look like? What is, is my form right? Is my form right? You're not really getting anything done. You're, you're punching the air. <laughs> and when you're boxing... Punching the air is not going to get you very far. So he's like, I'm not just punching the air with my life. I'm not just punching a shadow, which does no good, really. 
I, I, I'm living with purpose for every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. In other words, this discipline thing, why? Purpose, purpose. I'm living with purpose. I'm living with purpose. I'm living with purpose. And if you don't live with purpose, your life's going to fill up with weeds. You're going to end up shadow boxing, running here and there, urgent, immediate, just, and you're going to turn around and your life is going to be busy and you're going to be sucked into the epicenter of the hustle and you're going to wonder, what does it all mean and what am I really doing? And I'm worn out and I don't feel like I have anything to show for it and I feel like I'm just aimlessly, ah. I think this is the point he's making. Your race is determined by your pace. So live with purpose, on purpose. Remember, pace is not about speed. Pace is about purpose. Your race and my race is determined by our pacing. And pacing is all about purpose. So live with purpose on purpose. With purpose on purpose. Because here's the thing. Many things in life matter. There's a lot of important things in life that matter. But you only have so much time. And you only have so much energy. So you got to figure out what matters most and do that. You can't do everything that matters. There's a lot of stuff that matters, and you only have so much time in the day. You don't have any more or less time than anybody else does, but you only have so much. And you only have so much energy. So you have to choose. Make a choice. How am I going to live this day with purpose? How am I going to focus on doing what matters most? It's about purpose. Speaking of purpose, since we're talking about purpose, I think I'd just take a second and tell you what the purpose of your life is. Do you know I know what the purpose of your life is? I do. I do. Every single one of you, I know what your specific purpose in life is. In fact, I'm going to start over here to the left, and I'm just going to go down the road. This could take a while. No, I'm just kidding. I won't, I won't do that. I just freak these people out. Like, oh, my gosh. Let me give you some hints. First of all, I'm talking to followers of Jesus, specifically. Now, even though this principle of living with purpose applies to everybody, whether you're a Jesus follower or not, if you believe in God or not, does, does, I mean, this purpose is purpose for people, okay? That, that's, just, that's just a life thing. But specifically, now, for followers of Jesus, I, I want to point out a couple things. That the purpose of your life, here's a few hints. Is focused, is, it, this pur purpose is focused on other people. Or at least it should be. That's the purpose of your life. The purpose that you've been given for your life is always focused on others more than yourself. Secondly, it's something Jesus gave you. He gave it to you, he gave it to me, he gave it to all of us, and it happens to be, thirdly, the same for all of us. My purpose is the same as your purpose is the same as your purpose is the same as your purpose and your purpose is the same as your purpose. All of our purposes as followers of Jesus are very much the same. And you're going, wait a second, wait a second, now you're losing me. Because I'm an engineer, man, and you're telling me that your purpose as a pastor is the same purpose as me. I'm an engineer. Wait a second, dude. I'm in sales. I think you've... Wait, no, 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 no. I'm in education. No, I'm in the medical field. You, wait, you're telling me that my purpose is the same as the purpose of a guy that's in construction? No, you, I, don't, I don't think you get it. No, 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 no. No. You're confusing purpose with path. You're confusing your purpose in life with the path of life that you're on. So let me take a moment and talk about the difference between the purpose of your life. Uh, by the way, um, if, if you haven't, you know, if you need to go back with a little refresher, let me define the purpose of your life. The purpose of your life 
is to love others as you've been loved by Jesus. That's the purpose of your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, that's the purpose you have, to love other people as you've been loved by Jesus. Kind of takes us back to the last series, uh, the trilogy series, and we saw that, and Jesus just said, here's the deal. Here's my command to all of you. This is why you are here. This is why I, I want you to live your life for me. It's to love others as you have been loved by me. That's the purpose of your life, the purpose of my life. And I know you're thinking, well, we're different. You're confusing purpose and path. I often confuse purpose and path. So let's differentiate them. Difference between purpose and path. Here we go. Your purpose, which is to love others as you have been loved, is the same. It's the same for all of us, but your path is unique. Your path is unique. Your path is about your skill. Your path is about your unique giftedness. Your path is your individuality, yet the purpose is same for all. So, you may have a different job than I do, but the purpose, ultimate purpose for me and my job, but the ultimate purpose for you and your job as followers of Jesus is the same. That's to love others as we've been loved. Now, your path may be different. You may have a different skill set. You, you are unique uniquely created by God as an individual. That's your path. Don't confuse your path with your purpose. Let's keep going. When it comes to path, your path changes. It just does. Your path changes. It has to do with your season of life and the opportunities that you're given. Your, your purpose never changes. The purpose to love others as you have been loved never changes. But the path of your life, that changes. Seasons of life come and go. Jobs come and go. Opportunities come and go. And those things change. Now let me illustrate. This is why this is so very important. When you confuse your path with your purpose, when you think your path, what you do, your job, Right? Your season of life, the opportunity you have. When you confuse that with your purpose, as soon as your path changes, you go, I don't know what my purpose is anymore. People freak out. They get so confused and they live lost because they've confused their path with their purpose. The path changes. It's a season of life thing. You're going to have opportunities. So that means you can lose your job. Your purpose never changes. Now, your path may change. You're going to end up with a different job. Maybe doing the same thing, maybe doing another whole, whole new field of, of work and career, but your purpose in that new path to love people as you've been loved stays the same. Never changes, never changes, never changes. This is so very important, which by the way, if, this is why, it's why, it's just another reason to trust and follow Jesus, to trust and follow Jesus. Because when you trust and follow Jesus, he gives you a purpose that is bigger than any path you may face any path that may be chosen for you or any path that you may choose. It's a path that is bigger than all of us, and it is a foundational, rock-solid thing that grounds us. Let's keep going. Here's the difference. Your path, oh, that's about a conversation between you and God. But your purpose, that's directly from God. Okay? Your path, you see, you get, you get a say in your path. I think I want to go to school here, right? And, and what well, we believe that God influences those decisions. We think God can influence those with his spirit. Absolutely, we should, 
you know, think and pray, God, what would be the, you know, the best, wisest choice for me? But you get a say. You get a say in the kind of job you have. You get a say in the kind of career you choose. You get a say in where you live. You get a say in a lot of things. That's your path. But your purpose, that's from God. And that never changes. And that's rock solid. Regardless of what path you have, your purpose. And that's what you live by. You live by that purpose. You live and make choices based upon how can I best love as I have been loved. A couple more. A couple more descriptors. Your path. Okay? Your path is about how and who and when and where in life. Your purpose is about the what and the why. The purpose is about the what and the why. Love others as I have loved you. That's not negotiable. But your path, that's like, okay, how do I love others? Where do I love others? Who do I love? And how do I love them? And, and what time and what situation? And all of that's different for me and different for you based upon all kinds of things that come into play. But when it comes to your purpose, well, that's the what and the why. That's settled. We are to love as Jesus loved. We are to serve as Jesus served. We are to give as Jesus gave. We are to sacrifice as Jesus sacrificed. Is, that, is this making sense now? I hope so. I hope, I hope you're not as confused as you look. Or if I have, as I have made you. There's a difference between the purpose and the path. Oh, one more. One more difference. Your path must serve your purpose because your purpose is more important. Purpose is the most important thing. Your path serves your purpose, which means when you choose a path that keeps you from the purpose that God has given you, your life is off-center. Which means, a couple examples, when you choose a schedule, I didn't choose my schedule. Well, you have more of a say than you think. When you choose a schedule and you choose a job, or you choose a career, or you choose commitments that so pack your life with no margin, then when you bump up against the purpose of serving others like Jesus served, you got no time for that. And if you have no time to serve because your path is so packed out your life, then your life is off-centered. Make sense? Or, another example, not as popular, if your path that you've chosen, the decisions you've made financially, right, has so gotten you out of whack, you can't even entertain the idea of giving to others or giving to God in, in a way that God may lead you to do so. You're like, I wish I could, I wish I could, I wish I could, but the path that I've chosen, I've really screwed up some things financially here. You see, you're off-centered and so I guess the best question is, how are you fulfilling the purpose you've been given with the path that you have chosen? How are you fulfilling the purpose that God has given you to love others as you've been loved? See, that's the purpose of your life. It's the purpose of my life. And that's how you, that's how you make it in the hustle. That, that's how you survive the hustle. You live with purpose on purpose. If you don't, your path will end up getting so filled with weeds that purpose will get lost. Purpose will get lost. So your race is determined by your pace. So live 
with purpose, on purpose, loving as you have been loved. So here's what you need to think about. Okay, my purpose. I have a purpose. As a follower of Jesus, my purpose is to love as I've been loved. Let me look at my path, my job, my title. Uh, Let me look at my path, my season of life, where I live, what's going on, my situation. Let me look at my path and always make sure my path is serving the purpose. Always make sure the choices that I make honor the purpose that I have been given. Because, see, that's, that's how you win your race. You know what it means to lose your race? Paul said, I want you to run to win. Run to win, run to win. So I run with purpose in every step. So you know what that means losing is, right? Losing is determined by living without purpose in every step. You just, you just end up wherever you end up, and you wonder how you got there because there's no purpose in every step. He said, well, that's a lot of pressure. No, it's not meant to be seen as pressure. It's meant, to see, it's meant to be seen as something that you are empowered with. You get to decide to live with purpose in every step. I, I challenge you not to, not to let your life fill up with weeds. In fact, what you may need to do is every time this summer, and it's going to be a lot if you care. Some people don't care, and that's fine. Some of you are like, no, I care. I grow weeds. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. But when you're out there pulling weeds, or you're out there with the roundup, or whatever it is you do to eliminate them, it might be good to remind yourself to think, hmm, what in my life needs weeding? What am I so jam-packed full of, and I have no margin, and I have no space? It just happened. It happened without permission. You just woke up one day, and you're like, look at my calendar. What? You just wake up one day, and you're like, oh, look at my life. What? How did I get here? I need to do some weeding. So don't let your life get filled up with weeds. Yeah, you're going to be busy. We're all going to be busy. So be busy with purpose in every step. Doing what matters. A lot of things matter. You can't do everything that matters. So you've got to learn to do what matters most. And every time you make a decision based upon the purpose that you have been given by God, to love as you have been loved. You're on the right track. And you'll live not a perfect life. Yeah, they're still going to have weeds that pop up here and there from time to time. But it'll be a lot easier to tell the difference between your path and your purpose and a weed and not when you're making decisions based upon the purpose that God has given you as a follower of his son, Jesus, to love as you have been loved. Now, here's the deal. As a church, we want to help you with this. I don't want to just give you these concepts. I just don't want to say, hey, you know, this is the kind of thing you need to do, so go figure it out. Good luck. We really want to help you. We want to to give you a tangible way by which to live this out. Now, listen, a tangible way, not the tangible way, not the only way, but here is a way for you to put into practice a discipline that will help you live with purpose on purpose, with purpose on purpose. And you can do it. So I still think it's a little funny that Jonathan was talking about weed (laughs) this morning. (laughs) So 26 years ago, somebody asked me to do the scariest thing I think I've ever done. And I was in college. I was about 20 years old. And they said, Eric, would you mind sharing your story of what God has done in your life with a group of your peers? 
about 25, 30 people. And I was like, are you kidding me? No way, right? Because like everybody in the world is scared of public speaking. So I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then I had a chance to think about it. And then I kind of felt like this is an opportunity I can't pass up. So like most of us, when we're scared to death of things, we phone a friend and we go, hey, I need some advice. How do I do this? Because I just really felt ill-equipped to tell my story of what God had done in my life. And that's not the only way that you can serve God, but this was the opportunity that was presented to me. And so I remember taking about three weeks preparing this talk. I remember being nervous. And I remember I finally got to the day uh, that I was there and I shared my story. And it was awful, y'all. Nobody wanted to hear this story, right? It was 45 minutes of torture of everybody in that room. And I just knew it wasn't connecting. But, but here's, here's what I experienced on the inside. As bad as it was externally, I felt something unique internally. Like I, I had that feeling of, wow, God just used me to do something significant. I've never felt that before. I've never had enough faith to even step out and even try to do that before. I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that in your heart where you step out, you've done something that you didn't think you could do in God's power, and all of a sudden you kind of felt that thing internally going, what, what was that? That's better than any substance I've ever had, right? And I, and I remember talking to God through that whole situation and circumstance. And I remember going, God, I'm not fit for this. I'm not good at this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And here's what God, what I understood later that God revealed to me. He said, Eric, I can use you if you have a certain mindset, okay? And I want to tell you guys what that mindset is because this is what I've learned in my life. He said, Eric, if you have, a mind, if you have this mindset, I can use you. Number one, are you faithful? In other words, if you need to show up at nine o'clock for your responsibility, can you be there a few minutes early? Because 90% showing up. And if you're not faithful, I really can't use you. I mean, you may have a good heart and a good attitude, but if you can't commit and make a decision and follow through, it's gonna be hard for me to use you. And that was a big, big thing. All right, so I had to say, all right, God, I can be faithful. I can be on time. I can do what I say I'm gonna do. And then he said, Eric, can you be available? In other words, if you want me to use you, if you want to step out and be used by me and say yes, you're going to need to be available. In other words, you're going to need to say yes to opportunity. You're going to need to say yes to maybe trying some things, serving me in ways you never have. You're going to have to say yes to some time commitments maybe you've never said yes to before. And Eric, here's the other thing. You're going to have to say no to some things. You can't say yes to some things without saying no to some things. And you're going to have to say no to some things that maybe kind of serve their purpose for a while, but you know what? Really, they're not leading to great things in your life. They're just sucking time away from you, and they're really not contributing anything to your life. You're going to have to say no to those things for you to say yes to me. I had to learn that too. And then finally, uh, he said, Eric, I'm going to need you to be teachable. I'm going to need you to be faithful, available, and finally, I'm going to need you to be teachable because I'm going to put you in some situations, and not everybody does public speaking. I get that. He says, I'm going to put you in some situations where you're going to feel in over your head. And in those moments, I'm going to teach you humility and that you can depend on me. And it blew my mind. 
I mean, how many of you ever, I mean, be honest, gut, soul level honest, each of you right now in this room and if you're watching online, how many of you truly ever been in a situation where, God, I am stepping out and I'm nervous, but I believe this is for you. I'm committed in my heart that I believe this is what you want me to do, but I'm nervous. And in those moments, you feel God coming to your rescue and empowering you to do what it is that he wants you to do. That's what it means to say yes. That's what it means to serve God. It changes everything. As a matter of fact, I want everybody to grab a fan in front of them. You'll, you'll see. That these are for you. These are not for us to keep. These are for you to take home. <clears throat> How many of you have ever served in our peak ministry before? And you were nervous and scared and you weren't sure what you're getting into, but all of a sudden, yeah, served there, found some friends, got, got on a schedule, held some babies, changed some diapers, all that kind of stuff, right? How many of you have ever served in Kid Summit before? And you've led a small group and you've tried to keep boys from killing each other. You know what that's like, right? That takes courage. How many of you have ever served in Impact and you've been on a bus coming home from Florida and it's, it stinks like, I can't even finish that sentence, it stinks, right? You've been to the end when you've done that, right? How many of you have ever uh, volunteered to lead a small group here at our church? You have people over in your living room at times all throughout this, our city. Um, some of you serve on our guest services team. Some of you have been on mission trips. Some of you help with office admin. Listen, for some of you, though, you've never said yes. All the while, God is inviting you to step across. And listen, here's how it's not going to happen. And men, we're this way. If we don't feel like we can ace it the first time, we don't do it. <laughs> right? If we don't feel like we can be successful, we just don't sign up for it. We just don't do it. But I want to challenge you guys, even though you may not feel a 10 just like I didn't in that era, step across the threshold. If you're faithful and available and teachable, God can use every single one of us. So, Here's how I want to challenge you. I want everybody to take out your telephones. Um, so pull out your phone, and I want you to go into your text app. <clears throat> so go into your text app, and I want to make each of you, I want every one of you to have accessibility to the 70-plus opportunities where you can serve just here at our, our Kernersville location. So you may not want to sign up now. Some of you may want to, but I want you to have access to it. So go into your text app. And go into the area where you would enter somebody's name or phone number to text and enter 4141411. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to confuse you. I'm going to say that again. 41411. So enter that in the, in the area where you would typically text somebody, 41411. And down in the line where you typically do your text and write your writing, put share. Just the word share, S-H-A-R-E trying to get my English right, S-H-A-R-E, as in share the love of Jesus, and just text that. And so in just a second, you're going to be sent a link, and it's going to give you all 70 opportunities of areas that you can say yes to, and you can step out and make a difference in the lives of other people. Guys, guys here's what this has meant for me, and I'm, a, <clears throat> I'm wrapping this up. My best friends in my life, I have found doing this. It was after I said yes. There's only so much Bible reading and worship song 
listening you can do that's going to grow your faith. Y'all tracking with me? Your faith, there are things that God wants to do with your faith, and they're not going to happen until you go. Sign me up. There are things that he cannot teach you until you step in faith. Even though you may be afraid, even though you've got to say no to some things, this is the best yes. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for my friends that are watching online that are here at our Kernersville location. God, I pray that the words that Pastor Jonathan spoke on today will resonate for a long time this week, that we all have the same purpose, but our path may look very different based upon our giftedness, our time, our skill sets, the opportunities, God, that you bring to us. I pray for everyone that is listening and everyone under the sound of my voice right now would just feel a sense of God, you speaking to them to prod them to take a step in your direction, to say yes and to begin serving and watching what you do in their life and making an impact on others. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. See y'all next week.